The left celebrates the trans agenda every day no matter what, even if a little pushback is needed. They get real hostile. We will discuss Trump's case in New York and what to expect all of that and more on this episode of The Demetrius Arrigo Show. Facts over facts over tracks isn't that spitting slow, spitting fast. I could roast, I could gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. For the lucky people that don't know what Trans Day of Visibility is, it's a day that trans people from all around the world go from invisible to visible in the blink of an eye. Just like the rest of the year, trans people force themselves on TV episodes, movies, events, and kids. But this year, every single day is Trans Day of Visibility because Dylan Mulvaney and gang accidentally took a heaping serving of invisibility juice, which caused us not to see him make a complete fool of himself. So KitchenAid, Budweiser, Kate Spade, Alta, and others joined behind him and ensured their boxes were checked off on the woke agenda scale. Even following the mass shooting in Nashville, the left is focusing on the trans agenda instead of the six people that were murdered. It's a disgusting day in history when the media talks about the quote, real victim of the mass shooting being the shooter himself or herself. The media elites are making more of a fool of themselves every single day, they say things like this. Here is a compilation of their reactions to the mass shooting. Starting from the now disgraced press secretary to Katie Hobbs in Arizona, she tweeted right after the shooting on Monday and said, quote, us when we see transphobes with a gif of a lady holding two guns. Then another talk show host said the children didn't pray enough. Followed by Algeria Colorado, quote unquote, Thank God Tennessee protected children from so-called horrors of drag and gender-affirming care so they can be shot up at a school by an AR-15 instead. Now, a few things with this one. It's not so-called. There are blatant horrors of transitioning kids. According to every single long-term study of transgenderism in kids, they have a 90% higher chance of self-harm after transition not before. Moving forward, banning ARs would not solve the problem merely because making stuff illegal does not stop crime. It's against the law to bring a gun to school, and it's also against the law to kill people. It still happens. Moving to the next company that made a complete mockery of themselves, NBC News said that people were fearing for their lives now, and the families of the shooting victims now know how it feels. If this makes you angry, it rightfully does. Now, what does the president have to say about this? Watch this. Thank you. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. Joe Biden talks about eating ice cream when he should be talking about the victims of the shooting. He also said that the reason why he came down to talk at all was because of ice cream. This was a pathetic response from everybody, from the media to the president. With that being said, let's move on to the headlines of the week. 
Right before we head into the headline of the week, have you ever heard of a thing called April Fools? It's a day that we fool around and say something that obviously is not true, or we play a mild prank on someone. So that's what I did on Saturday by uploading an apology for misgendering and being quote transphobic. Take a watch. I know you're hurt and so am I. I have said things that are so rude, wrong, and frankly transphobic. I'm talking from a place of shame, sorrow, and anger, and fear. I'm shameful because I called Sam Smith a guy, and for that, I'm sorry. I should have called they a them. I have sorrow for Dylan Mulvaney, because even though he still looks like a man, I should not have called him a man. Anger, because I'm angry at myself for not understanding the hurt I caused by speaking in the biological nature. We are in the year 2023, not 2015 where we knew what a woman was. Because of that, I'm angry. Fear because Bruce Jenner. I want everybody to know I'm sorry. From the bottom of my heart, I hope everybody fell for this April Fool's apology because today is April 1st. I'll have everybody watching know that I will never bow down to anybody and I will keep going full stream ahead. Thank you for watching and I hope that you share it with a friend. Now moving right into the headlines of the week, we actually have parents report child's mental health deteriorated considerably after transitioning. This is a study. Parents were often, quote, pressured into transitioning their children to treat gender dysphoria, after which the parents reported worse mental health outcomes for the children. According to a new study, Northwestern, Northwestern University psychology professor Professor Michael Bailey analyzed survey data from 1,655 parents of youth and young adult children who identified as the opposite sex or non-binary. The survey data was compiled by anonymous support group Parents of Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria, ROGB, or ROGD, kids, an organization that collects horror stories from parents whose children struggled with gender dysphoria. The data collected came from families and with children who began to identify as transgender between the ages of 11 to 21. Bailey's study found that with Bailey's study found that I can't talk today. Wow, what is it? Bailey's Bailey's study found that gender dysphoria impacted girls much more than guys. 75% of the gender dysphoric children were biological females. Girls were also much more likely to socially transition or more in order to match their gender identity. A history of mental health issues was a defining trait of most children who later struggled with gender dysphoria. Quote, pre-existing mental health issues were common and youths with these issues were more likely than those without them to have socially and medically transitioned, the study says. Quote, unquote, parents reported that they had often felt pressured by clinicians to affirm their AYA's child new gender and support their transition. According to the parents, AYA's children's mental health deteriorated considerably after social transition. Parents of the ROGD kids Say the study backs up its assertions that one of the prime causes of gender dysphoria and transgender identification in young people is social contagion. Girls are, girls are especially susceptible to suggestion in groupthink influenced by their social circles, the group says. 
Quote, these youths are more likely using gender dysphoria to describe general, general feelings of dysphoria that they have no other name for and do not understand. Transitioning will not help them. It will only cause irreversible harm and make things much worse, the group said in a press release touting the study. In a footnote to the release, parents of ROGD kids also knocked the Washington Post for an article that the paper published last month, suggesting that gender transgender treatment led to happier in outcomes for people who identify as transgender. On March 23, on March 23, 2023, the Washington Post reported a study that found the majority of trans adults were happy that they transitioned. While they might not feel that way on every question relating to mental health and social functioning, they related themselves as off or worse off than the total population surveyed, the group said. Most alarming, 78% of trans respondents reported that they had serious mental health issues as a child or a teenager. These results support the our conclusion. Transitioning does not improve social and emotional functioning, it added. And I completely agree. This study should be touted everywhere. The media should be talking about this study, but they don't because it does not comply with the, with the left-wing ideology that they want to force on everybody. Moving to the next article, we actually have Trump arrangement in Manhattan, what to expect. Donald Trump journey, journeyed on Monday to New York, where he is expected to be arranged Tuesday after he became the first former president to face criminal charges. Heading to New York, make America great again. The native New Yorker shared an all caps post on his truth social platform early Monday afternoon. Within a couple of hours, he was landing in the Big Apple. The trip comes in less than a week after the first the former president was indicted as part of a Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's investigation into the payment of hush money to adult film actress Stormy Daniels during the 2016 election cycle in exchange for her silence regarding an alleged affair that Trump denies. What does this have to do with the federal government? I have no idea. While Trump was has criticized the inquiry as a witch hunt as he runs a third campaign for the White House, Bragg's office has defended itself against the claims of politicization. Trump departed from his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida, where he now resides, sometime after noon on Monday. He drove past cheering supporters carrying American flags as well as pro-Trump flags. Unbelievable support for miles as we depart to New York, tweeted Eric Trump, one of former President Trump's sons, along with a video of the motorcade. Before long, Trump boarded the private plane that bears his name at Palm Beach International Airport and took off on a flight to New York's La Garrida Airport in Queens. After landing and traveling to Trump Tower in Manhattan, the former president could be seen waving to supporters as he entered the building. Trump is expected to stay overnight at the Trump Tower. Law enforcement officials in New York have already beefed up security in addition. Officials say said some roads will be closed around the Trump Tower in Midtown and the courthouse in Lower Manhattan per PIX 11. Demonstrations both in support and against Trump were already taking place in New York. The New York Young Republican Club says that it plans to, quote, peacefully rally at Collect Pond Park with Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, one of Trump's starchiest allies in Congress. Quote, protesting is a constitutional right, and I'm going to New York on Tuesday to protest the unprecedented abuse of our justice system and election interference, Green tweeted from her personal account. Quote, I also reject any attempt 
and anyone who dresses in MAGA but incites violence or commits violence while protesting pretending to be one of us. You are not one of us. You are one of them. We will not live in fear and we will lawfully stand up against tyranny and corruption while we show our support for Donald Trump. Come Tuesday, Trump is expected to voluntarily turn himself over to law enforcement, which it happened because I'm recording this on Tuesday. According to multiple reports, there was a great deal of anticipation, particularly among Trump's critics for a mugshot, but it appears that will not happen. Haha. <laughs> Alana Haba, an attorney for Trump in civil lit litigation, said not to expect handcuffs and also made the case for why a mugshot is not needed while speaking with the conservative journalist Benny Johnson. A report from Yahoo News published Monday evening cited a source briefed on the procedure, procedure who said Trump will not be handcuffed, have his photo taken, or placed in a jail cell before entering the courtroom. Trump is expected to appear before a judge for his arrangement at 2.15 p.m. There will be very loudly and proudly say not guilty, Joe Tacopina, an attorney for Trump, told CNN. Because the incitement is currently under seal, exactly what charges Trump faces remain unclear, but details may quickly come to light on Tuesday. The Yahoo News report claims that Trump faces 34 felony counts for the alleged falsification of business records. Trump's legal team asked the judge to keep cameras out of the room, raising grave concerns that audio-slash-visual recordings of tomorrow's arrangement will, other, will only further exacerbate an almost an already almost circus-like atmosphere around the case. But okay, so the thing is that I would rather see the case. See, I don't really think that this is the best thing that the Trump team could actually do because I think that we need to see what happens in the court case or else the people will not trust what's happening in the court case. So if if we do not allow cameras inside of the courtroom, the people will start um, gathering the evidence, the small, small evidence that we do have and start making conspiracy theories, especially when the judge may offer a gag order on Trump, which means that he cannot talk about the case at all on top of there not being cameras is not a good combination for people. And if he does get indicted or he already did get indicted, but if he does, um, get charged with this or any of these 34 felony counts, then people will have a lot of questions and they will start freaking out again. Um, acting New York Supreme Court Justice Joan Merchant issued a ruling denying a request for a correlation of news outlets for video coverage, but he will allow photographers to take still photos before an arrangement begins. In an interview Sunday with ABC News, Tacopino said that he does not know what to expect for Tuesday's arrangement, considering the unprecedented nature of the case and different variables, including the Secret Service. Quote, what I hope is what we get in and out of there as quickly as possible, that it's at the end of the day, a typical arrangement where we stand before a judge and we say not guilty. We set schedules to file motions and whatnot or discovery, and we move forward and get out of there. Trepakina said. Trepakina also said that he did not know if Trump planned to hold a press conference after the arrangement. Meanwhile, Bragg scheduled a press conference for 3.30 p.m. on Tuesday. At some point on Tuesday, the former president is expected to journey back to Florida. Trump's re-election campaign announced on Sunday that the former president will deliver a public address from his Mar-a-Lago resort on Tuesday night. Those remarks were scheduled for 8.15 p.m. EDT. The, there is a specula 
speculation that the judge may place a gag order on Trump, limiting what he can say about the case outside of the courtroom. Trump's legal team is looking to hire a First Amendment lawyer to combat efforts to silence him, a source told the Daily Mail. As Trump began his voyage to New York on Monday, Politico reported that the former president hired a white-collar defense attorney, Todd Blanche, as his head counsel in the case. Trump's advisor, John Miller, said the former president raised $7 million in the D's following the in indictment. And this is because of the fact that we people know that Trump is most popular while he's being attacked. This is exactly what fuels Trump. Trump won in 2016 by saying that the system is rigged and that he's going to fight the system. Now, right here, he's being prosecuted for fighting the system. This will cause people to support him more. The Democrats know this. This is exactly why, and this is what I think is happening. They're trying to set Trump up to win the general election or the primary election, and then he's going to further win the general election because of the fact that when he gets prosecuted, he gets more popular in the polls. This is exactly my guess, and this is exactly why I will not be complying with any of these manipulation tactics by the media. I will vote for whoever I want, not because my heart feels like it, but my brain feels like it. This is who I vote for and why I vote for people in every single election. Now, moving on to the next segment, we actually have a dozen takes. Now, moving straight into the article, we actually have a CNN article. Trump is losing his capacity to control his fate with legal threats swirling. Oh, CNN says, we've got him now. We've got him now. Oh boy, CNN, you have nothing better to say. An ex-president who's always on attack will no longer be the sole orchestrator of his fate. When Donald Trump officially becomes a criminal defendant on Tuesday, he'll be subject to a legal system he can't control. Trump has long con conjured political storms, alternative rallies, legal embargoes, and media spectacles to blur the truth or discredit institutions that have con concentrated his rule-busting behavior. He'll lose the ability when he steps before the court at his arrangement in the case related to a hush money payment to adult film actress. And there is increasing signs that his new reality, which will come in the hefty financial commitments to legal fees and locks on Trump's calendar, could be multiplied at a time where he's already facing the in intense demands at another White House bid. There's That's because the ex-president, the first to face criminal charges, appears also appears to face serious problems in a potentially more perilous case involving his alleged mishandling of secret documents being investigated at, by a special counsel, Jack Smith. Okay, but the same exact thing happened to Joe Biden. Are we still investigating Joe Biden in his handlings of um, top secret documents in his garage next to his Corvette? No, we're not, because it only matters if you are Donald Trump. Does it matter if you are a regular Joe Biden? No, you it does not. It does not matter at all because you're a Democrat. Democrats are loved by all of the media. They're loved by all of the prosecutors, but the Republicans, this sounds like a broken record, but it's true. This is merely to point it out, not, oh, it's not fair. Listen, we already know it's not fair. We're moving on. Um, that's because, okay, we already read that. Smith's prosecutions have secured daily notes, texts, emails, and photographs, and are focused on um, categorizing how Trump handled classified document records around Mar-a-Lago and those who may have witnessed the former president with them. CNN's Caitlin 
Baltez in Evan Perez reported Monday the new details collide with signs the Justice Department is making taking steps constant with the end of an investigation. Trump's former lawyer Ty Cobb told CNN Aaron Berna that the developments represents a serious turn in the case for the ex-president. Quote, we've known the investigatory steps were underway. We just haven't known the alleged results until today, Cobb said. I think these are highly consequential. The document's case may not be the end of it. Smith is also investigating Trump's conduct in the run-up to the United States Capitol insurrection. There's also a possible prosecution in Georgia led by the district attorney probing the ex-president's attempt to overthrow the 2020 election result in a swing state. Trump denies any wrongdoing in all of these investigations. He has described his behavior in Georgia as perfect, and he has lambasted the Sealman indictment in New York, where he faces more than 30 counts related to business fraud as an example of politicized justice. But as a grave moment to the country, given the ex-president and current president's candidate is appeared is about to appear in court. There's also a growing sense of interactability, building pressure on Trump that will compose his ability, compromise his capacity to evade accountability. Trump tries to direct his own media circus. Trump made a big show on Monday to re to his return to New York ahead of his arrangement. The sneaking motorcade, a black service, black secret service SUVs to and from his private Boeing 757 in this sparkling new livery-carried overtones of the presidential movement in a power play meant to send a message of strength. Of course, of course, because why would he look weak in videos that he's putting out? No, Trump is not weak. Trump is itching to speak publicly after court Tuesday. He will return to his Mar-a-Lago resort and reclaim the media spotlight in the primetime speech he will likely use to proclaim his innocence, attack the New York case as a political prosecution, and try to distract from the fact that he will be a criminal defendant. Multiple, theme, multiple people familiar with Trump's thinking tell C CNN Hilton Collins and Christian Holmes, however, that he has weighed speaking even earlier. In Manhattan, even as advisors caution the former president that any unplanned remarks put him at a high-risk hurting his case. His speech Tuesday night is expected to have illegal eyes on it even before he delivers it. But despite his bravo and talk by pundits that he will acclimatize his legal problems into political gold, Monday was a dark day for Trump. He was returning to his old storming ground in Manhattan under duress to turn himself in on Tuesday over the first ever criminal charges ever laid against an ex-president. Yes, because this is unprecedented. They're framing this in a way that does not make them look like the bad guy. They're obviously framing Trump in a bad way because this is a one-sided news network, the Clinton News Network. Now, with that being said, I don't think that we can get any more stupid, so we're moving on to the next article from CNN. Joe Biden attacks Republicans for positions he once held about Social Security. Wow. Okay, so Joe Biden said that we don't need Social Security. Now he's attacking Republicans for wanting to cut Social Security? What is this? President Joe Biden and the White House have attacked Republicans in recent months for positions the president once held on Social Security and entitlement programs, including sunset bills, and raising the retirement age. A CNN K-File review of Biden's record shows 
In the State of the Union address earlier this year, in the recent months since, Biden has hammered Republicans over entitlements, saying that they want to cut Social Security and Medicare. The president zeroed in on Florida's Senator Rick Scott's sunset plan, though Biden himself introduced a similar proposal in 1975, which would have sunset all legislation without exceptions for the two entitlement programs. Once Biden started attacking Scott for the lack of exemptions for the entitlement programs, Scott added that this, his sunset provisions will not apply to Social Security or Medicare. So what's the point of your sunset, your sunset to entitlement programs if you're not going to include the two biggest ones? We need Social Security and Medicare to go today. We, right now, in 2023, can only afford 99% of the people that are on Social Security and Medicare. Do you hear me? 1% of Medicare and Social Security people are not being paid for. Who is that? Who's who's paying? Not Social Security and Medicare. The United States is buying out, okay, and writing out the check to Social Security and Medicare because they only have 99% of what they need today. That means next year, we're going to go down by 2%. And the next year, we're going to go down by 3% and 4% and 5% and 6% and so on and so forth until we have 50% of people on Social Security and Medicare we do not have money for because we're running out of money because more and more people are staying on Social Security lo longer than what they would have in the past, which means that we cannot afford this at this current rate that we're at, which means that we either need to raise the age to get on Social Security and Medicare, you hear me, or what we need to do is cut it all together. I enjoy the former a little bit more because that's not going to cause such a ruckus. But I do like the latter because of the fact that I can save a little bit more money every single week and not get it out of my paycheck. But if the government does this, this is exactly what the provision that I will propose, this is what we do. What we have to do is make it so a system is privatized. We need to make sure that we are preparing for the future, one, and the government knows that we're preparing for the future, number two. So what we need to do is we need to prove this by saying that, yes, we're going to put this into our 401k or we're going to put in into an investment platform that we're only going to touch if we need to retire. That's exactly what we're going to do. Now, if we do this, then we can get Social Security and Medicare taken out of of our taxes every single year. And we don't we don't need to worry about that. That category of Social Security and Medicare will be taken right off of our taxes. And we don't have to worry about that line at all in our taxes at all. That would be excellent if we could ever do that, but Republicans are too much of a of a kitty cat to do that, and Democrats are too much of a bulldog on Social Security and Medicare because they know that so many people rely on this, and they don't want to propose something that is better in solution-wise. Now, with that being said, we're going to move on to the next article. We actually have an MSNBC article. We have Trump's attacks against Bragg aren't business as usual. Trump's murderous operenda hasn't changed much since the late 80s let's see if justice have has evolved i know that the famous man was calling for us to die those words were yasirov salam from a 2016 interview with the guardian speaking about the advertisement that then up and coming media mogul named donald trump took out in four newspapers across new york city in 1989 targeting salam and four other black and latino teenagers who were wrongfully convicted of raping a white female jogger in New York City. On Tuesday, former President Trump is scheduled to be arranged in New York City in the same courthouse where the 
the formerly referred to as the Central Park Five, were wrongly convicted. That's not the only theme that the that has come back into play during the current Trump investigations and the recent indictment by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. The former president has a pattern in his playbook. He is back at it again, playing up racist tropes to further his own public agenda. This time, he's attacking Bragg, who is the first black person to serve as Manhattan District Attorney who conferred, who conferred the grand jury that voted to indict Trump. Okay, so let me get this right. No matter what... Alvin Bragg does, Trump cannot criticize him because he's black. So nobody can do anything if they're black. If you do anything at all and you criticize this person because they are black, you are racist. Oh, CNN, you're doing this in real time. Why? What? It's just so stupid. The level of stupidity that CNN and MSNBC has are one in the same. They share the same exact one IQ cell. Their score is negative okay they share the same exact one if they need to think if msnbc needs to think they steal the iq cell if cnn needs to think they steal their iq cell they share the same iq cell if one person is using an iq cell they cannot operate in a in a matter that makes any logical sense at all okay so just because you say that somebody does something that is not right does not mean that you are a racist that does not make any sense we need to go back to the real definition of racism, and that is segregating people based off of the color of their skin. That That's racism right there, okay? This pointing out somebody or somebody's actions that they are doing is not racism. It does not matter if you're white, black, or at all, any in-between color. It does not matter. If you are criticizing somebody, it does not mean that you are racist. Just because you are saying that this person is doing something wrong and they are Asian does not mean that you are hating all Asians. No, you're merely pointing out that this person did something wrong. That doesn't make any sense, MSNBC. Moving into the next article we actually have, in a, a next another MSNBC article, we actually have New York may have indicted Trump first, but Merrick Garland is closing in. Oh, the walls are closing in and we got him now. Oh, some wonder why federal investigators by of the former president haven't moved more quickly, but Garland's strategy is paying off. Yeah, being short in a little gnome guy that we just want to throw across the room is paying off for him. Last week, a federal judge, James E. Boazberg, ordered former Vice President Mike Pence to appear before a federal grand jury investigating Donald Trump's efforts to interfere in the 2020 presidential election. It was yet another major legal victory for attorney Merrick Garland in the Justice Department on its ongoing investigations of Trump. Trump, um, okay, yet to listen to critics of Garland who have pillared him for more than two years, he has not been aggressive enough in going after trump okay so merrick garland you cannot do anything right you even upset msnbc wow oh my god you upset msnbc yet to listen of to critics of garland we have parlored him for more than two years and he have not been more aggressive enough in going after trump wow so you're going after trump so much that they don't like you anymore. This is you're not being aggressive enough. You need to you need to put him in jail. We need to see him in the back of the cop car, sucking on a lollipop and crying, or else. CNN, MS, MSNBC. I mean, you're the one of the same. I swear to God, you're so stupid. Washington. Um, many of Garland's directors want to know where are the indictments of the former president. 
Quote, the real reason Trump hasn't been indicted for his major crimes, wrote one critic last month, The American Prospect, is that the people in charge of that decision, Anthony Merrick Garland, above all, are part of the culture of the elite impunity that produced Trump in the first place. Perhaps that is true. Perhaps there will be no federal indictments of Trump. Perhaps a man who have who has alleged the long arm of the law in his entire life will once again escape accountability okay so what did trump do that was so bad what did trump do that was so bad can i ask you a question because we have the we have merrick garland right here the head of the justice department investigating trump but for what for what for having a a protest at the capitol building which is the first amendment right of the united states constitution did we forget that? But just because the, the protest that was meant to be peaceful went on to be a riot, he denounced the riot. So what, what are we prosecuting him for? For what? For saying that the 2020 election was rigged? Okay, that's his First Amendment right. Is that, is that a right that, um, is that, is that a statement that I fully agree with? Of course not. Is that a, a agreement? Is that a statement that I fully do not agree with? No, it's somewhere in the middle. I do not agree with 100% of the things that he said, and I do not agree with 0% of the things that he, he said. Okay, there's somewhere in the middle. To the former point, Boisberg ruling on Pence comes after another federal judge, Borrell Howell, rejected claims of ex exclusive privilege and ordered former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and more than half of a dozen of other former Trump officials to testify in the same grand jury. Federal prosecutors also convicted Howell to pierce attorney-client privilege and required Trump's attorney, Alvin Corican, to answer questions regarding the hoarding of classified documents at Trump's Florida home and also turn them over turn over his notes detailing their conversations. Okay, so the reason why Trump is keeping these notes in these classified documents are letters from... Um, from North Korean dictator Xi Jinping. No, wait, no, that's China. Xi Jinping and Donald Trump also had communications with each other, but we also had the North Korean dictator also write letters to Trump. So that's why he's saving them, because he's like, oh, Xi Jinping wrote me a letter, and he keeps that in his, in his locked closet, okay? That's not even a big deal. Now, the National Archives Committee wants to keep all of the all of the information so that's exactly why they're getting mad at trump for keeping these documents now are we going to put on a fit about biden having his documents no we're not because it's the fact that it what's good for the goose is good for the gander, and they forget that okay that's the pot calling the kettle black moving into the next article we actually have an npr article we have the nashville school shooting highlights the partisan divide over gun legislation yes because guns People kill people. Guns do not kill people. This remote, like I said, does not just randomly get up and then kick somebody in the face. Okay, it doesn't. It can't do that. Okay. The thing is that this remote can only operate if I operate the remote, just like a gun. This pencil does not draw on my iPad unless I tape, pick it up, and start writing. That's the only thing that it does. This remote does not just get up and smack somebody in the face. It does not do that. Okay. This pencil does not just start drawing on my iPad on my iPad without me actually writing on my iPad myself. That's not something that I can do because that's not physically possible for things to just flow up in the air and then just go, oh, and smack somebody in the face. Oh, no, it does not do that because that's not possible that it does that. People kill people, okay? That's just what it happens. This remote does not just start clicking on its own because that's not something that it happens. That's not something that happens at all. 
okay? That's just it, okay? I have plenty of things to show you that say, this thing does not just start clicking away for no reason, okay? You need to do that on your own because products don't move itself, do we? So, okay, moving on, okay? America's latest mass shooting, this time at a Christian elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee, has recalled nightmarish memories and raised one of the most vexing of political questions before the funerals have ever begun for the three children and three adults slammed on Monday and well-practiced warring and debate has, had resumed in Congress, and so had the usual expressions of exasperation because those who have followed the issue in recent decades have also an, had an education and frustration and fertility. Democrats this week were once again asking how a person disturbed enough to use military-style sty weaponry on children could have such easy access to such weaponry. They don't want legal restrictions on guns. They want more legal restrictions on guns. Okay, so listen, this is the compromise that I will make. We will make it so mental health people, so if you have a mental illness, you have mental health issues, you cannot get a gun. Do you agree with that? Because mental health issues are classified as gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria, in turn, is a mental illness. Will you agree with the fact that mental illness and gender dysphoric people cannot by firearms. Will you agree with that? The red flag law can be added that mental illness people, people that have mental illnesses cannot get a firearm. Will you Democrats agree with that? No, you will not. You will not ever do that because of the fact that it is too easy. Mental people do not deserve to have guns that kill people because you know what? They're mental. Okay. I've always said this. If you are mental, you do not deserve to have something that can kill other people because Guess what? Guess what? You're mental, okay? Before the funerals have ever begun for the three children and three adults slain on Monday, the well-practiced, okay, so I just read that, Democrats this week were once again asking how a person disturbed enough to use military-style weaponry on children could have such easy access to the weaponry. Okay, so instead of asking that question, we just read the question again. Instead of asking that question, how about we put more security to allow these things to not happen? If we put a person with a gun outside of the school, the military personnel that is retired or a person that is a police officer with a gun outside of a school with a handgun, it's not more guns, more school deaths. No, it's not that. More guns lead to more deaths. No, it's not something that happens like that. If you think that guns just start randomly shooting up in the air, oh, oh my God, guns are just shooting. No, that's not something that happens. If you think that cops are just going to sit there and shoot at kids, then you're sadly mistaken and you have mental health issues that I will go to a therapist to help fix. Now, the thing is that these cops outside of the school will help these children stay safe. If a intruder comes in, if an intruder comes in with the intent to kill these kids, then the officer will fire his handgun into the person's head, merely killing them or fully killing them because of the fact that that's what is justice. That's what is deserved in this case, because if you're trying to kill kids, you deserve to get the same punishment. President Biden this week called for in restatement a ban on military-style assault weapons, a ban first introduced in 1994, but allowed for, to lapse a decade later. Bills that would dis restore a ban had already been introduced in both Senate S-25 and House H.R. 698 this year following the Chinese New Year mass shootings in Southern California. Republicans, for their part, were once again blaming the interview individuals who commit these crimes and changes in society that have weakened our ability to fight crime in general. 
I agree. What do you not agree about this statement? Republicans, for the part, were once again blaming the individuals who com commit these crimes. Who else would you blame? Why would you blame anybody else? Well, okay, so if I just smack you in the face, who are you going to blame? Who are you going to blame? You? I'm the person that I slapped in the face? No. You're going to blame me because I slapped you in the face. That is so obvious. Speaking to CNN News reporter Catherine Collins on Thursday, Southern, South Dakota Republican Senator Mike Rounds was direct. I think that things have already been done. I think that the things that have already been done have gone about as far as we're going to with gun control. Guns have been sticking point a sticking point in American politics since the reification of the original constitution. From the start, some of the former colonies wanted to make it clear about their respective militants will not be disarmed by a federal force. Accordingly, the Second Amendment reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the, secu the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But in our time, the connection between the right to bear arms and the well-regulated militia is often lost, as regarded as anarchism, a concept long abandoned. Gun rights advocates, and in recent years, the federal courts have held a more general view of gun rights. A, the 2008 Supreme Court holding in District of Columbia v. Heller in the latest and most defensive defense of the individual citizen's right to keep firearms at home and in many states carry them in public. Yeah, if gun rights and community and Republicans in Congress see the issues as settled, the ragged parade of mass shootings keep upsetting the normal mood. Okay, so national mood. Okay, so first of all, this is because of mental illness. Okay, so we're just neglecting the facts here, NPR. We're neglecting the facts. Okay, so you're saying that the right, the gun rights in the community and Republicans in Congress see the issue as settled. The ragged parade of mass shootings keeps upsetting the national mood. Okay, so there have been more than 130 mass shootings in the United States thus far in 2023, with four victims or more. According to the gun victim. The Gun Violence Archive, in other words, they are born more than one per day on average. Okay, this is because of mental illness. How come, okay, since these guns have been introduced, some of these guns have been introduced since 1898, okay? Some of these guns have been around for a very long time, more than NPR has been a thing. Okay, why has mass shootings gone up in most recent years, especially in this year? Why have gun violence relatively gone up in the recent decades? That's because of the simple fact of mental illness getting rampant out of control. Mental illness is getting way, way out of control to the fact that people do not know what the hell they're doing anymore. They'll come in and the first thought that they have, I want to kill kids. And then they go and kill kids. It's just disgusting. They need to have a therapist. They need to have monitors on them. Because if we know that these people already have mental illnesses, then we need to keep a tag on these people to make sure that they do not go and cause destruction to our society, our polite society. Because we have a moral right to make sure that these people do not get killed. These people do not get hurt by these mental disturbed people. NPR will never admit that. Moving on to the next article from NPR, we have... Senator Fetterman will return to Senate on April 17 after his hospital release. Senator John Fetterman, Democrat from Pennsylvania, was released from the hospital on Friday and is back in Perak, Pennsylvania, his office said. The senator has been receiving treatment for major depression at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center since he checked in in Washington, D.C. hospital last month. According to a news release, 
from his office, Futterman's depression is now in remission, his doctor said. He will return to the Senate on April 17, his office said. In the meantime, Senator Futterman will spend more time with his family in consistence in Pennsylvania. Quote, I am happy to be home. I am excited to be a father and a husband I want to be, and the Senator of Pennsylvania deserves. Pennsylvanians have always had my back, and I will always have theirs. Senator Futterman said in a statement released by his office. Okay, so he did not write this. Don't piss on my leg and say that it's raining. Senator Fetterman did not write the statement. I can roll my eyes all day long because this statement is not made by him. He cannot make a statement fully functional and in mostly, mostly punctual without making gaps, without stumbling, because he can't, okay? He had a stroke. It's sad, but it's true. He cannot make a statement without stumbling and mumbling his words. Quote, I am extremely grateful for the incredible team at Walter Reed. The care they provided changed my life. I will have more to say about this soon, but for now, I want everyone to know that depression is treatable. The treatment works. This isn't about politics right now. There are people who are suffering with depression in red countries and blue counties. Red counties and blue counties. If you need help, please get help. Just over six weeks ago, Fetterman was admitted on a voluntarily basis to and patent treatment for clinical depression, following the doctor's evaluation and subsequent recommendation. At the time, he showed severe symptoms of depression, following the weeks of significant weight loss and loss of appetite. His doctor said in a discharge briefing summarized by the senator's office in a treatment, his depression gradually improved and was managing with the help of medication. Fetterman, who helped clinch the Senate majority, for Democrats when he defeated Dr. Oz in November, has recently faced multiple health complications that have sidelined the 53-year-old freshman senator from his work. Fetterman also suffered from a stroke last May, interrupting his midterm campaign days ahead of the primary election. He then had a pacemaker and a defibrillator implanted to treat the irregular heart rhythm. He continues to deal with his communication challenges rep related to the auditory processing issues. For conversations, he relied on aides at the Capitol who assists him with devices that translate voice and text. Okay, so why did we get mad at the media for reporting him having a translation device in an interview before the election? But now, after the election, it's fine. You can say that he has mental health issues. You can say that he had a stroke. You can say that he can even understand us right now talking. But after the election only. If you say this before the election, you will be locked out of your Twitter account. You will be outed from regular society where it will cancel you and we will make sure that you have no drop. That's because of the fact that you're going against the grain. You are going against people and and the narrative. The narrative is that the Democrats must win these elections or else democracy has taken second fiddle. If we know that the election is not in Democrats' favor, then the media will hate it and say that it's rigged. Okay, moving into the next article, we actually have Fox News. Trump arrangement. Judge denies motion to allow live cameras as former president faces criminal charges. Former president Donald Trump was indicted, potentially in a connection with payments made to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDonald in 2016. A judge presenting over Donald Trump's arrangement in a Manhattan courthouse Tuesday afternoon has denied a request from several media outlets to allow cameras to cover live courtroom procedures proceedings, according to court documents. New York Supreme Court Judge Joran Merchant said in this, the court will allow a limited number of 
videographers, photographers, and radio journalists to, to be present, but denied the motion to allow photos or live video during the current session. However, five pool photographers will be allowed to take pictures of several minutes before the hearing begins. In his ruling, Judge Merchant said that he, have con he has considered all relevant factors, which included whether the camera coverage would interfere with fair admission of justice, with law enforcement activity, and the objections of defendant and limitations related to the physical structure in the courtroom, but ultimately denied the motion. He ruled that the integrity of the court's imperially outraged the monumentally significance of the case in the par unparalleled public interest it has generated. Merchant went to affirm that the members of the media will be allowed to enter the courtroom, but the electronic items like cell phones will not be permitted. The use of cell phones, laptops, or any electronic devices will be strictly prohibited in the courtrooms. Any such devices will be have to will be have will have to be shut off and secured outside of public view while in the courtrooms, he said. In the ruling, Merchant said cameras will be allowed in the hallway of the building, but also approved for the use of two overflow rooms for additional seating, which will which was another request from media members. So we have a bunch of pictures here. Trump landed in New York on Monday. His arrangement is, is scheduled for 2.15 p.m. on Tuesday. In his reasoning, Merchant said Trump arrangement has unparalleled public interest and media attention and quote that this indictment involves a matter of mental significance that cannot possibly be disrupted never in the history of the united states has a sitting or past president been indicted on criminal charges he added the popularance rightly hunger hungers for the most accurate and current information available merchant continued to suggest otherwise will be disgenerous disingenuous Understandably, the news organizations want to fulfill their responsibilities and urge the abstaining of the broadest possible view of public access help advance the mission. Unfortunately, although genuine and undoubtedly important, the interests of the news organizations must be weighed against the compelling interests. The court is now called upon to engage in the balancing exercise. In the re request, District Attorney Alvin Bragg, on behalf of the people of New York, argued the presence of cameras in the courtrooms raises a number of concerns. Among those concerns included a prejudicial impact of perturbed public publicity on the jurors, the impact of the truthless in the witnesses, responsibilities placed on the trial judge to assure a fair trial, and the impact of the defendant court documents show. And I completely... I, I mean, I can see where they're coming from, but I think that it's more important to the to the right that we can see this case because if the right does not see this case and he gets charged with something, then the le the right's just going to go full conspiracy theory and say, oh, well, it's it's out to get Trump. Listen, they might be out to get Trump, but we don't know for a fact that they are. I mean, obviously they are because this is an unprecedented case and it's an open and shut case. But of course, they don't want to just open and shut it because this is this is in New York. So I think that the camera should be on full 24-7, okay, around Trump 24-7 footage because of the fact that we never know what's going to happen with him. If he's going to be indicted, I mean, he's already indicted, but if he's going to be charged with something, we need to see this in real time. Moving into the next article, we actually have Breitbart. Senator Chris Murphy, not enough votes to ban assault weapons. As the assault weapons ban locks to, lacks the votes to pass in the Senate, 
Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat from Connecticut, admitted during admitted during an appear, appearance Sunday on CBS News Face the Nation. Murphy said, I want to ban assault weapons. What is an assault weapon? Okay, this is like, what is a woman? What is an assault weapon? Because I can use this pencil and stick it up your nose and that is a weapon. This is a weapon that I use to assault you, okay? Is it not? If I just hit you in the face, if I stick this up your nose, I assaulted you with this. I can call this a pencil or I can call this a weapon that I use to assault you. Just like if I smack you in the face with this remote here, that is a weapon that I use to assault you. I just assaulted you by hitting you with a weapon. Now, are you going to ban remotes or a pencil? No, you're not. You're not going to ban a remote or a pencil, okay? Or a pencil or a remote. You're not going to ban those things because you're not stupid. But you're also not going to ban guns because of the fact that you're not stupid also. And you know that people kill people, not guns kill people. Guns don't just fire in the middle of the table because they don't do that. Unless your house is haunted, in which case you need a priest to get that ghost out of there. Which is another story entirely. He continued, but what are the votes... But what are there the votes to do? Murphy then suggested universal background checks narrowly applied only to guns, which Democrats categorize as assault weapons. He also pushed the idea of training requirement that has to be met before someone is allowed to buy an AR-15. On March 28, 2023, President Joe Biden admitted that he cannot use executive action to secure any more gun control and asked and he asked Americans to pressure their members of Congress into supporting an assault weapons ban. The Hill quoted Biden saying, quote, the majority of the American people think having assault weapons is bizarre. It's a crazy idea. Okay, so I'm not the majority. I do not think that having an assault weapon is a crazy or a bizarre idea. I think that you can have any gun that you want or pencils that you want, which because that can be a weapon, anything that you want because that is our second amendment right in the united states constitution and our first amendment right is that we can say whatever we want it's the freedom of the speech of the people to talk whatever they want about the government of the united states okay on february 7th 2023 breitbart news pointed out an abc slash washington post poll which showed that the majority of americans opposed an assault weapons ban wow okay so where is Biden getting this idea from, well, his head in his deranged little brain, okay? The poll was conducted with 1,030 adults, January 27 to February 1st, 2023, and 51% of rep respondents opposed such ban. And I completely agree. This is exactly how we know that Joe Biden is full of poo-poo, like his diaper at the Pope's house. Moving into the next article, we actually have a Breitbart article. This is the last article. Straight male rockers performing in drag to protest Tennessee, Florida laws protecting children. A growing number of straight male rockers are choosing to perform in drag to protest Tennessee and Florida laws that are designed to prevent drag queens from performing their frequently raunchy acts in front of children. Groups including the country's punk band dollars in the indie rock yo La Tango in the pop rock band Guster have all donned dresses on stage in recent weeks to make a statement about the laws according to a Yahoo News article. Um, the Vandulios recently performed in drag at a gig at a biker bar known as the Shed Smokehouse and Joke Joint in Maryland, Tennessee. The all-male trio later auctioned off their dresses to benefit LGBTQ groups in the state, with the groups describing Tennessee's law as hateful new drag, new anti-drag bill. 
In reality, Tennessee's laws, which was passed in February, restricts drag queen shows and other sexually explicit acts from taking place in front of children or on property where children may be present. On Breitbart News Report, as Breitbart News reported, a federal judge temporarily blocked the law on Friday, claiming that it was both vague and overly broad. Okay, so let me read this again. Restricts drag queens and shows and other sexually explicit acts from taking place in front of children or on public property where children may be present. Okay, so if you want to perform a sexual act in front of children, the federal judge thinks that this is okay. So children should go to... To strip clubs now because sexual content is allowed in front of children wow minors can see sexual content according to this federal judge vandaler's frontman joshua filming told yahoo Inter entertainment he hoped the stunt would change minds among the band's fan base okay so if i was your fan okay because i have no idea who the vandaler's even are okay I don't know who Joshua Filming even is, but if I was your fan, I will boycott you and burn your merch. I did the same exact thing to Green Day when they denounced America and said that Canada was better. And I told them right away that I will never support them again and I deleted all their music. I went to their concert and I will never again go to any of their concerts because they decided to give up their American citizenship just because of the fact that, that America has now said that you cannot kill babies on the federal level. That, that's it. The Supreme Court said that you cannot kill babies. So Green Day decided to give up their citizenship. So bye. The same exact thing. Okay. It's all these rock bands that aren't even good anyway. Okay. This was just such a really respectful way of a for a, a bunch of smelly straight dudes to protest without being violent, being a problem, or offending a bunch of people, he said. Just an act of kindness to a small community of people in rural Tennessee. Maybe change a couple of country pumpkin minds and move on and it turned into our voice being out there yo la tango protested the tennessee law during a nashville performance in march with the band saying in a statement through its label metara records what we did last night couldn't have been clear clearer and it requires no further comment in florida the band guster wore drag for an encore set during their gig at the pont venda concert hall on in Pont Vendra, the band sarcastically thanked Governor Ron DeSantis in a tweet. In recent years, drag queens have aggressively pushed their often ranchy and sexually explicit form of entertainment on children through drag queen story hours at public libraries and live performances where children are among the audience. Even some woke churches are allowing drag queens to perform for Con congre congregations. As Breitbart News exclusively reported, re Florida recently served a complaint on a bar in Miami that offers drag show shows to children and which was frequently featured in viral videos showing a topless drag queen attempting to entertain a young girl, which is disgusting. These people should be arrested because they are sexual perverts and they're touching and groping and doing all these little things to minors. That's disgusting. It should not happen at all. In our polite society, you are not allowed to do that, okay? If you want to do this in the in the privacy of your own home, whatever. But in a public sphere, in a public space, you are not allowed to do this, okay? This is so straightforward. We do not let kids be indoctrinated by sexual desire of adults. That's it. We have the right and the moral duty to protect children. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the Demetrius Richard Show. 
you did like this episode, please like down below and subscribe because I do post new episodes of the show every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you all for watching and I hope they have a great rest of your day. This episode and every single episode of the Demetrius Rijo Show is copyright of the Rijo Studios 2023. Thank you all for watching and I hope they have a great rest of your day. Bye.